Hello, welcome to the Creative Block podcast. Uh, this is a podcast made by creatives for creatives. We're going to talk about the trials and tribulations of being a, a creative in, in any capacity, whether you're a videographer, a photographer, a writer, whatever you are, um, it's not always plain sailing, to say the least. And we'll cover it all. And I, each week, hopefully, I'll be joined by Amy Williams, who is a, what would you describe yourself as? A creative writer or just a writer? Yeah, just a writer, really. I'm a creative writer. Um, well, you just said both of them then. <laughs> no, yeah, I am a creative writer and feature writer, just to do a bit of everything, to be fair. Cool. And um, I might, in the future, whether this takes off or not, who knows, get some uh, experts on, because um, I'm very interested to know how things like sleep affect creativity and uh, your mental well-being in general. But we'll leave that to a later episode. Yeah, uh, I'm not an expert on that stuff. <laughs> in the, me neither. Uh, in this episode, we're going to focus on um, trying to be creative, productive um, in lockdown. Now, again, in future episodes, I don't want to talk about coronavirus at all. So if you're here for that, there's plenty of other places where you can talk about coronavirus. I don't think anybody wants to talk about lockdown anymore. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of thought, we'll get it out of the way, we'll box it off, done deal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll move, build the we'll, box and then never go back to it again. Yeah, we'll move on. And also, you know, touch touch wood, we're going to be out of it soon anyway. So, yeah, um, my memory. However, what we're going to probably talk about will have relevance in in normal life anyway, especially if you're a freelancer, um, because of uh, things like structure and having a place of work to go to. Um, so, how have you, Amy, found? Being creative in the past, well, basically, it is, it's coming up to 12 months in the past 12 months. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. it's been a year. That's crazy. Like, I still feel, do you not still feel like you're the, like the, at the same stage of your life that you were a year ago? Do you know, you would have usually achieved like so much or had so many life experiences. And um, I can't really think of anything that I've got to show for the past 12 <laughs> months, to be honest. Keep, um, it, keep it light. It's the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like going down a spiral. Um, no, to be fair, there is like a few like creative projects and stuff that I've picked up along the way. But um, obviously, even in that sense, like creative work has been pretty sparse because the creative industries have really been struggling, unfortunately. They are the sector that's really not done well through COVID. Um, because things like, you know, I'm a music journalist, freelance, and obviously there's been no festivals. Usually through the summer I'd be reviewing festivals or doing artist interviews, things like that. Obviously there's no gigs and um, that bit has really dried up. But, um, you know, separate to that, separate to any work that I've actually done, um, even just finding a creative space or even to have the mindset to try and do some creative stuff because I do my own creative writing which isn't for a job it's just for a hobby which um I try to do regularly but it's I've actually really struggled and at the beginning of the lockdown you know when you're told you know you're working from home for the foreseeable 
everybody's locked in there's nowhere to go and I thought great this is going to be the perfect opportunity to sit down and do everything that I've been wanting to do you know write a book you know do all this cool stuff um because I finally got this time to do it which was always a thing that I was lacking and actually just being stuck in four walls really didn't help at all it was like the adverse effect I just I've not really had any kind of creative spark at all to be honest through the last 12 months it's been really really hard to kind of sit down and not have any inspiration not being surrounded by anybody else um and yeah it's 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 kind of had the opposite effect to what I thought it actually would yeah because it was that um period around the first lockdown the first couple of weeks where everyone was like trying to I think basically what was happening everyone was trying to put a positive spin on what is a pretty dire situation and yeah. I don't know if you remember, everyone was like, oh, you've got all this time to do all this stuff now. And um, I don't know about you, but I kind of felt, I felt like I was being suffocated online by people posting all these, whatever it is, videos, whatever it is, um, okay. telling me to, that if I'm not being productive, if I'm not like doubling okay. that. Bread. <laughs> yeah yeah if i'm not doubling down on things then i'm i'm doing it wrong and i was like hang on how can you do a lockdown wrong <laughs> like yeah, how, yeah. do you know what i mean so no, no, i completely agree yeah. yeah and there was a thing with when you said about the, the creative space now i'm hoping fingers crossed that the it won't the mic won't pick up the audio because i currently i live in like a on an in a new build house like in a in an area surrounded by new bills that are being built currently. So essentially I, I live on a building site <laughs> and there's lorries outside going past every single day, big, and I mean big articulated lorries. Yeah, like big articulated lorries, cranes, whatever, workmen, everything. And the, I, the reason why I'm saying it now is because I can literally hear one. <laughs> And yeah, I can't actually hear it, but I imagine if you'd be in that space where you've got constant drilling or building work, all yeah. the it's not great. So let's let's quickly talk about a creative space because I know um, that you've had various different points where you've lived in different places throughout the past 12 months. Mm -hmm. Whereas like for me, I'm lucky actually that, I mean, I work from home anyway, regardless of it being a lockdown, coronavirus, whatever. I, I work from home anyway, so I have a dedicated desk. I have a de dedicated room, which yeah. I work from. So in, in that terms, it's nothing's changed for me, really. What's it mm -hmm. been like for you and how has it affected um, your productivity or your creativity? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think even outside space, you know, I think I think probably every creative can agree that if you go on a walk, with just your headphones in, you zone out and you're in a nice setting that it can kind of put like bring you some serenity and you can actually work better and feel more refreshed from going on a on a calming walk or you know just having some time to yourself. So outdoor space wise, I actually lived in the city centre of Manchester. Um and then I moved to the countryside and obviously the latter was a lot better for my creativity because I just kind of felt a little bit suffocated in the city centre. It's obviously great when you're not in a lockdown because you can be going to all these different like events and change of scenery and things like that. Um, but for for being creative, it wasn't great. And also 
um in the sense of like the setting that I was in um it was it was actually a flat that was kind of like very very open space and I felt like not having the I know this sounds ridiculous when you actually say it out loud but the the mindset of you like so say if I was going to work you know you get up leave the flat walk to work get into work you see different people and whatever in flat I'd literally go from my bedroom in the morning obviously bathroom come through and then that's where I'd stay there for work then for leisure like as soon as I finish work and it's really difficult to kind of differentiate between what your home and your workplace like it's hard to switch off or to switch on like it's really difficult to do that and um then when I moved um I actually moved into a house which was actually a little bit better because I felt I know we've spoken about this before but even going up and down stairs actually which sounds ludicrous really as well when you say it out loud but actually going from upstairs downstairs it's like in your head you're like right downstairs is where I'm going to work now kind of yeah so it's been really like I definitely felt better when I kind of went into the countryside than living in the city centre most definitely because I felt kind of more at ease and I felt I could go on so many different walks um and that really really helped which I think is a factor in sparking creativity but yeah the just I think just having the merge of like trying to work and trying to basically do everything in one space is actually really difficult when you think about it so that was a major strain on my creativity I think well put simply that's why things like offices exist isn't it you know yeah. or if you're a creative like a studio space or anything because if it if yeah. it didn't have any difference that extra cost is not worth it is it you know what I mean no, exactly. so like and, and also you might pick up ideas along the way which I've just thought about that wasn't one of my first points but I've just thought like you you would pick up ideas and things you know the more people you see the more things you see um like going to different spaces or you know going into the office or whatever um or whatever setting you're in even a coffee shop you know something might even just spark something in your head to be creative but you don't have that with just being in one room yeah and it's interesting what you said about when you move to the countryside and, and going for um walks because i know you sound you said it sounds sounds ludicrous but it's one of the things that i've i mean i've lived in the same area that you're referring to all my life so it's kind of a natural thing for me to to go and do anyway but i found it so helpful like it's yeah it's, it is the for me it, you know like people talk about oh you have your best ideas in the shower or something like that yeah, for me yeah. for me it is going on a walk and just yeah, kind of zoning out and then it like bang like something will come mm-hmm. but I, my problem then through the past 12 months is and and this podcast is actually a perfect example of it is having these ideas and i'll write them down in notes or voice notes whatever it is with all the intentions in the world of getting home and, and getting on with it or the next week or whatever it is, and then just not getting around to it for mm-hmm. months yeah. or, or at all. Mm-hmm. Like like this podcast, because we talked about doing something like this. Um, or to be honest, we've, we, we've talked about- the beginning of lockdown. So yeah, it was, it was ages ago. And, and we're finally doing it, but it's taken that long. So yeah. my my uh, my biggest thing 
in the in the past 12 months is the kind of taking the idea and ex- actually going and executing it that's where my um motivation productivity has has gone down actually mm-hmm. is i have i've had i've had loads of ideas just not executed half like half of them yeah and to to a point those ideas that you have pointless really unless they're you know if and i a good idea is only a good idea if you can execute it or you do execute it else yeah. it's it's not really anything is it yeah to, to be fair <laughs> i don't even think i've had either because i was completely relating to what you you were just saying because i've had that as well where again it's it's so hard to just like say, you know, if you're in your living room or whatever to go, right, I'm going to move, I say to the dining table, well, that's where I work because I don't have a desk. So like move there to then do work. It's so hard to kind of make that move, even though it's right next to you because you're in the same room kind of thing. But um, so I struggled with that as well, like finding the motivation to actually sit down and do um, the creative stuff that I've been wanting to do. But actually, yeah, I've, I've actually really struggled with, with ideas as well which you must not have had that but it's really had a strain on my kind of I don't know just coming up with ideas and stuff I've just not been able to do it but I think it is that that lack of creative space like and and kind of the you know atmosphere or um just having other just having other people to bounce off as well is is a big thing I found you know Mm -hmm. because you're spending a lot of time on your own and for me I still live at home with my parents, so neither of them are in the same um, industry at all, um, yeah. and then and they're obviously not close to my age. So have, bouncing those ideas off, it doesn't, it, it's not the same. It doesn't have the same impact. The end result isn't the same as if you were, even if you're a freelancer and you don't work in an office, being on projects with other freelancers. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of gone and and lost, and. You know, like when you have a, a a good idea or what you think is a good idea yeah, and, and you tell someone about it and they go, oh, yeah, no, that's a good idea. But then maybe you could do this slightly differently or that slightly differently. Yeah, and, yeah. and it ends up being bigger and probably easier to execute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, well, the, I, I don't know if that's the same with writing because it's quite, a, it can be quite a solitary thing. But Yeah, because I, I obviously write on my own, but I was just thinking I get it. Even someone like, you can be inspired by just someone you see on the street or like I was just thinking then back to the creative kind of writing that I do and I've been trying to write this one piece um just about the feeling of you know when you go into like an event um whether that's a gig or DJ set or festival or whatever and the feeling that you get when you walk in and I thought I've been trying I was doing that maybe before lockdown because I went to a couple that sparked the idea of it and then I've actually been unable to finish it because I've not obviously been in that setting. So I've not actually remembered that kind of feeling. So I think with writing as well, you you get ideas from a certain way that you feel or something that you see or any kind of experience. And not having those experiences, obviously, if they're non-existent, then your ideas are just lacking. Yeah, you, you can't make up emotion, can you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Every single day is the same. And um, yeah, there's just not much, much inspiration there, which has just had a strain on creativity. Yeah. And go, quickly going back to this, like kind of uh, taking ages to execute ideas or not, not at all. I just made a note before because it's relevant to both of us, actually. Um, 
during the first lockdown, I had an idea of making a, a video about like coping in a coping in a lockdown, the kind of things that people are doing and, and kind of tips and bits of advice that I kind of picked up along the way to to kind of cope with it. Um I made it finally and published it at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> at Christmas 2020. And that video went through, I think about four different fit ways of, of making it. First I was going to do like a like a vlog. And that never happened because it's just it's kind of not me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. I thought oh that would be, be good, but it'd be unnatural for me. And I wanted this to be like really good. Like the second yeah. one, I asked you to write a poem. Yeah. Which I would then <laughs> which I would then narrate over you know, over some nice visuals. Mm-hmm. Then I decided I don't know if I again, I don't know if that would work for me because it's not me writing it and whatever. And then I, I, and I kind of like just forgot about it for ages. Then around Christmas, I think I think what, what actually made this one, this, I don't know what you call it, part of the, the, the idea of the video to, to actually get me to, to make it was we were in a lockdown in November or like a lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But during that time, me and my mates went out on quite a lot of walks, but that's different than being on your own where you've got these ideas and then got no one to talk about it with each other. But on, on these walks, it was like, this is like, regardless of like, forget creativity and, and, and productivity a, a minute, it was just making me feel better, <laughs> you know, yeah. me- mentally for your well-being. It was just making me feel better because I was still seeing friends legally, like we were allowed to do it. I was getting exercise and I was getting fresh air. Yeah. And even even that was like, it, it kind of, it was like having a, like a Red Bull or something. Do you know what I mean? It was like energized, yeah. energized me to then go and make uh, this video that I'd been putting off for basically a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final version of that video was me basically talking about things that, things that I miss, things that I haven't been able to do and how I've combat, combated um getting through it which is essentially going for going for walks <laughs> i should have just called it walking or something yeah. you know what i mean because that was the big thing and it sounds like you said before we're going we're kind of coming full, full circle on the walking thing again it does sound ludicrous as, as you put it but it's such a simple thing that i don't understand why more people don't do it it doesn't have to be like an hour two hour hikes do you know what yeah. I mean? It could be just like 20 minutes, just like get outside. For example, last week I was, because I'm, I'm lucky enough that I've pick, I have picked up projects. So I'm a videographer and I've picked up projects um, and, and been quite busy since January as well. So last week I was working on a very big project um, in an industry, in a genre that I haven't really done before. Mm-hmm. So I was doing like, I think he ended up doing about 60 hours that week. It was a long week, but I still managed every day to get out, even if it was 20 minutes, like just round the block or something. Mm-hmm. And that made a huge difference to like me keeping going on this project and making sure I got it done. Cause I don't think I would have been able to do that if I just sat at my desk from like, I don't know, eight o'clock to six o'clock every day or, yeah. whatever, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed that break. 
in in the middle of it just to keep myself going yeah that's i think that the change of scenery and uh well the change of scenery is a thing that is like well essential i'd say to um like keeping going with projects and things i think being at a desk is the worst possible place especially if you're there for hours and hours and hours and hours it's just the worst thing to do because even if you try and sit through and think no I'll just finish this bit you're probably not actually going to finish it um well I don't anyway I'll just procrastinate for a while and then think oh well no I'll just have another hour and you might as well just gone out have that break and then come back to it with fresh eyes and I think that's that's a like a good way to keep creative and like keep on the project yeah, th- this because <laughs> <laughs> that that feeling is it, what it, it just came to my head. Then it made me think the only time, other time that I've ever had that feeling is when I was in school or college and had to revise for exams. You know, like you'd find anything to not do that. Like yeah. I used to like clean or something. Yeah, and, and I caught myself doing it the other week. I was like sat down at my desk here and I was like. Oh, there's a bit of dust there. There's a bit of dust there. Oh, I've got to, got to tidy that up there. By yeah. the time I'd done all that, it was lunchtime. I'd lost the morning. Yeah, yeah I know. There's, <laughs> I think you've got to put time aside. I think it's really important to put time aside for it because even though you mentioned cleaning there, it's procrastination. I actually, to take, say, 20 minutes out to do some cleaning, it's just something that's mindless, which really helps me. Like, taking 20 minutes out to do some cleaning that I need to do or take 20 minutes to um, do some cooking or some baking or something like that. Just something that's mindless, but that actually really helps me. Um, But if you just do it, because sometimes you can, even though you know you need to do it, like go on a walk or do these mindless things to help you, you can put, I think everybody is guilty of doing that where you put it off and you think, no, I'll just finish this. I'll just finish this. I'll just finish it. And, you just you I think your quality of work falls as well if you just if you just stay doing the same thing and but you're putting it off because you you half you just procrastinate in doing natural work kind of thing. Um it's just kind of a little bit of a vicious cycle that you can get yourself into sometimes. Yeah, and it's that in well for me anyway, I'm speaking speaking for myself, um that internal struggle of I not feeling guilty if you take a break. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like I've I still do it. I'm not like I'm not in any way saying that every time I take a break it's easy or you know whatever. There's there's times where I'm on walks or I don't know exercising downstairs or whatever it is, and I'm like nah, I should be doing work. Why am I? Not, yeah. You know I'm not, I should I should be doing work. This is I'm not being productive here. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know, like when you when you take a step step back from that, I think that's a really dangerous way of, of thinking. It is. And I think that's why we put it off. So if I say, you know, I'm going to go for a walk at 1pm and then I'll be like, oh, well, actually, I've not done enough work. So I'll just try and work through and put it off and put it off. But actually, I'm just then doing it half-heartedly anyway, because you, it's so important to keep that. Just It's like a form of self-care, isn't it, where you just take, you let your mind rest and do it willingly and even though it can be hard, I think a lot of creatives are hard working and like to stick to one idea, but it's just so important to have that, have that break where you just go on a walk or something and let your brain relax for 20 minutes or an hour or whatever, how long, how long you need is just so important. 
Yeah, and it's like again, if you're if you're a creative but you're a freelance and you and you're working from home or whatever. And I think this is what a lot of people who are, are normally in full-time jobs in, in offices have, have struggled more with this year than perhaps someone like me has, for example, is setting aside those times. For example, if you're in work, you have a start time and an end time to your day. You have a dedicated time where you go for your lunch. And I, mean, I don't know, I don't know, maybe a, a, a mid-afternoon break or something. I don't know. But you know for... For example, 12 till 1 is my lunchtime and I'm going to go for my lunch. Unless you're a yeah. teacher. Unless you're a teacher and you basically just work all day anyway. But yeah. for the most part, they have dedicated times. And that, I, I think mentally that's easier to, to cope with if you're not feeling kind of up for it that day. Because you know, yeah. you've, got a, you know you've got that break where you can kind of reset. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Because um, I think, you know, you mentally prepare yourself. Like, you wake up and you think, I need to be logged on by 9am. And then I finish at 5. I can shut my laptop at 5pm and clock off. And everybody's doing the same. My boss is clocked off or whatever. Um, or is expecting me to be leaving. So you have that mentality in your head. Um, whereas I think, because I do both, obviously, I've got a full-time job and then I do my freelance. And I can be putting off, my freelance stuff for weeks and weeks and weeks because I'm like I'll do that tonight and then obviously it just doesn't get done and it's just hard to switch that even if I have day, days off of my full-time job it's still hard to actually get that it, like the start time and the finish time in your head because it never ever goes to plan when you when you're self-employed because you just don't have that mentality of start time end time lunch time like you say you just have these step times yeah. So yeah, it's definitely harder to self-motivate or to um, kind of know when you should be breaking or stopping. You can just carry on forever. That is one of the, that is one of the big things, though. Any anyway, but especially this year that um, I've implemented into my working day is getting up at the, so my alarm goes off every day during the week at the same time. I try and aim to start work at the same time every day. Um, give or give or take, because you know you're. I I'm, I'm a freelancer, so I've got that flexibility. And when I can work, and basically lunchtime is when I'm hungry, <laughs> but yeah. I'll give myself that time, and I'll make sure that obviously, as long as you're getting the work done during the day. But there are certain junctures during that day where I'm doing things that aren't work. Yeah, and I think you guilt yourself into it as well more because it's not anything to do with work, work ethic. It's just the kind of the scenario that you that you put in, like you don't have that structure. And that structure is a really big thing to help with um, like working. For me, anyway, I'm being productive. I need that kind of structure. And I am good at self-motivating as well, but obviously people have, Everybody does have good days and bad days, but when you're like, say, in your case where you are your own boss, you don't have someone to say, right, you need to be here at nine a.m. You need to get this amount of work to do, or you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna get sanctioned, or you know, you're gonna get sacked, or whatever. You don't have that hanging over your head. Obviously, yours will be more. You need to get it done for your clients, but at the end of the day, if you have a deadline in however long, 
you've got that deadline and you can do it at whatever time you want so it's hard it's, it is really hard especially being like trying to self-motivate in a lockdown when as I say it's not like you need to be out the door and I'm, I think with you as well like for example you would be maybe going out to see clients and things which you won't have been doing as much now no so it's just like it's managing the time that I think to be fair I think everybody's struggling with but especially in the creative industry where a lot of people are freelancing or self-employed it is really hard to kind of know exactly what you need to be working on at what time yeah so we've talked about it's kind of setting a, a, a structure or a routine I think that's a big thing for me is is sticking to a routine you don't have to not rigidly but like having some sort of routine each day and having a dedicated workspace. What other things would you say are important in implementing to help people stay productive or creative? Um, I would say probably not spending so much time online as well. Um, I actually took a social media break because like being a creative, I actually was just feeling I had that sense of being not good enough I think everybody has gone through that patch at one point um, or, so, or several or several points or several or just all the time I mean so good <laughs> got on social media because of it um and I've had friends who've done that you know they've just deleted everything for maybe even a year or whatever yeah. um and I just did that for I mean I wasn't solely off it but I just you know wasn't active on there for um a good few weeks because being on there and feeling like beating myself up like what we've just previously talked about where you beat yourself up or you feel that guilt that you're not doing enough or you your work isn't you know how maybe it was a year ago and we weren't in lockdown and not having that well just having creative block or for me having writer's block and then seeing all these people produce all this work say on Instagram or releasing it wherever um and that just really took a toll on like me being creative because I was putting that much pressure on myself to try and you know be up to this standard that's completely unreachable because you're never ever going to feel like you're as good as whatever you've just seen um I guarantee so, you could yeah. produce the best bit of writing you've ever produced and me the best video I've ever produced and mm-hmm. you'll still see someone online and you go if it's not like theirs is it yeah exactly and that's what I was doing and it was just unrealistic expectations and when you're within these four walls in lockdown and you're not seeing your friend who, you know, you, I, I could be feeling like that and then the next day go to work and explain to them or, you know, go for a coffee with my friend and let it all out and then it's gone. But when you're sat there with only your laptop or your phone for some communication yeah. and four walls, it's just really hard because everything is just internalised then. Um, so well, yeah, And I, also you don't get you don't get that instant feedback, do you, from... So like if you're if you're out like you said right with your friends for example or whatever it is, and you show them the the piece of creative and they're like raving over it oh god that's so good and yeah. you don't get that if you're not seeing anyone so you are comparing it to someone online who might have ten years experience on you or something like that and that doesn't that doesn't mean that that what you've produced is shit it could still be really good it's just not the same and, it, and it's never going to be the same you could get to the same level as them in terms of how good it is it probably already is that level but it's never yeah. going to be the same because you're not them exactly you know what yeah. i mean and that is the that is like s- such a simple point on it it's like you're never like for me 
in the video world, there's, there's people on YouTube that I watch quite a lot. And my work is never going to replicate their work because I'm not them. They have different yeah. experiences in life. They, whatever it is, different style. People have different styles. You, you will have an Amy Williams writing style that no one else has. Yeah, I know. And you never really think about that, though, do you? Like when you say it like that, you know, that it gives you a sense of, um, you know, like, well, power, like the, there is that quote that no one's you and that is your power. And I think it's so easy to forget that on social media. And that's something that really, really took a toll on my um, creativity because I was just it's just so unrealistic like trying to replicate like you say just repl replicate somebody online even though you shouldn't be doing that anyway because your style should be you should just be using your style and trusting that um but yeah that would be just one tip to just limit your online time because it's so easy to just scroll and scroll and it's just it just makes yourself feel worse sometimes social media can be a happy place and you know a good place to go especially in lockdown because you get obviously the social aspect which you're not going to be getting in in real life um in like everyday life but you get that virtual kind of social life but then it can have the flip side can't it where especially if you are a creative or a professional and I follow loads of different writers on Instagram and constantly seeing their work coming through and you know their likes shooting up and then they yeah. might get you know hundreds of likes whereas mine doesn't actually get reach that many people and it's just this vicious circle and sometimes you just need to realize try and realize it and snap out of it before it gets worse yeah I'd also say on that is like who, who are you producing these pieces of content for you know mm -hmm. if you're if you're producing it for people random random people online for the for the likes and stuff are you as proud as that piece of work than if you didn't if that makes sense yeah so like you know i i've, I've produced pieces of content that i thought were incredible and i was really proud of whether it's the way it was filmed produced edited whatever it was and i was like this is one of the best videos i've ever done and it got no reaction online <laughs> yeah. but no, but so i was still like i was still like yeah but i like it <laughs> and yeah i struggle with that bit like if i put something out there that i think oh that's so good and then it doesn't really get that much attention then i think oh well it must be shit then yeah but a good a good i can't remember who it was but i did i think i read something online like you said like online does have its its positives as well i think i read i think it was linkedin um, someone was like, even if a piece of content that you've done flops, what have you learned from that process of yeah. I from the idea to the execution, what have, what in that process, what have you learned? What are your takeaways from that? Whether it's like the way you've done something, I keep going back to it, but like if you've produced it for yourself, like regardless of how good the, the actual final product is the piece yeah. of content is you've grown as a person you've grown as a creative therefore your next bit whatever it is will be better because you've because you it's just it's just like practice isn't it like like a, a premier league footballer mo salah scores 40 goals in a season but you don't what people don't see is the hours on the training field which is like the most overused example ever but i've just dropped it in there because it is relevant yeah. that like people don't see that and they just expect they just expect 
them to be that good. But, mm. you know, obviously you've got like, people have natural talent and things like that, but it's like practice. So like if you do a piece of writing and, and no one kind of interacts with it or reads it and I do a video and no one watches it, the process that we've gone to, gone through mm-hmm. to make that means that in the future we'll be better content creators. Yeah, that's so true. And that's, I don't see it as that when I put something out there because like you say, like for me, I'll spend ages writing something, editing it, and then I try and, you know, to put it on, say, Instagram, it's got to be visual. So then I've got to design it on InDesign and then put it out there. Um, and I don't think, oh, all that time that I've done that has just make, made me a better writer or a better content creator. And what goes through my mind is, well, this needs to get this much, this many likes for this validation, which uh, which is ridiculous, really, because you shouldn't really be validated by, you know, people on social media reading it and whether and, and how they react to it because there's so many different factors to that. But it's so it's so easy to get in that mindset and kind of get in that vicious circle of beating yourself up about it. I think have you, have, have you found have you found that worse in the past twelve months because of the situation we're in? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also got something to do with I don't think people are, I think it might have actually done the flip side where people aren't, aren't actually on social media that much now, um, or at least then people aren't really posting and things, um, because obviously every single day is the same and there's nothing really to post about. Um, so I think I've suffered with that really, like the, the um, like putting myself out there and then not actually getting anything back from it. That's, I think it's been worse because you're kind of focusing on that as well with you being in lockdown. There's nothing else really to focus on. So well, you just get in your own head, don't you, about how good yeah. how good you are at what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. But the but the thing is that you you are in your own head. There's other people that will think yeah. it's great and you think it's not because you've told yourself that because it didn't get a hundred likes or whatever it is, that it's shit. But it's just yeah. not the case, is it? No, it's not. Because when you say it out loud, it does sound stupid and you think if someone else was saying that about their work, I'd be like, that's ridiculous. But in your own head, you convince yourself that actually that is the case and your work is rubbish and no one wants to read it and why are you even trying anyway? Um, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? I'll I just stay in bed. I thought, you know what, what is the point of me doing <laughs> No one cares anyway. <laughs> Some really good kind of tips in there um, that aren't actually just to do with the lockdown, to be honest. It could, it could be any time really um for me uh the biggest thing for me was is getting up at the same time having a dedicated space and getting outside and, and going for a walk as simple as that that's really helped me in the past 12 months but it will continue to help me in the future what's the one one or two things let's say for you that if someone was to come to you and say oh, i'm really struggling I literally, my productivity has gone way down. My crazy, I haven't had an idea. I haven't had one idea for a year. What's, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say, <clears throat> I would say don't be too harsh on yourself because we're going through a global pandemic, first of all, which I think is something that everybody's got to remember because I've been guilty of it, beating myself up for not being productive, not being coming up with, ideas and trying to force it 
and it's only going to get worse if you force it so that's the first thing I think you need to be easy on yourself um I would maybe yeah routine is a massive one um so I would say to maybe help with that maybe organize when we're allowed and I know currently obviously you can meet up with one person for exercise so maybe uh, maybe organize a walk at say you know whatever time you want to get up so maybe if you work better in the morning like I do I used to go on this is this sounds maybe this isn't ever for everyone but I used to try and go on a walk at like five in the morning to get back for six and start work then like just try and tailor it to how you're best working so maybe organize a walk at a certain time so that gets you up you go out for a walk you get some fresh air and then you're going to be come back feeling refreshed and easy to get um some ideas off creativity flowing um keep um keep communication like um top priority so make sure that you're talking to some other creatives or your friends and things like that um and yeah just make sure you get outside and take some time for self-care so just change change it up a little bit either do some cooking or go out for a walk or do something mindless that's gonna keep you um just keep just to stop you from burning out as well because like we say if you are stuck at a desk all day every day you're not going to be creative you're not going to come up with ideas just by sitting there so if you're getting frustrated and you beat yourself up just get up go on a walk or get up and do something that is completely not work related that would be my top tips brilliant <laughs> with the thumbs up and everything great <laughs> Well, I think that I think that will do us for the first episode of the Creative Block. Um, do all the things like subscribe, write reviews, whatever it is you want to do, please do it. It will mean a lot. I know we've just talked about not wanting the validation, but it, it helps with <laughs> algorithms and things like that. Um, and if you didn't like it, sell us or not. I probably won't no, listen I to don't. you. No, I, I can't take that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't listen to you anyway. But thank you, Amy, for this episode hopefully we're gonna aim for one every week i think is yeah a realistic target um but great because that will help with our creative block as well absolutely so we'll see you in episode two